Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. According to the USDA, the most popular vegetable in America is the white potato, followed by the tomato. Now, this wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the fact that these otherwise potentially healthy vegetables are usually consumed in the form of French fries and pizza. Does this sound like you? It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You are not alone. Our education, or should I say lack thereof, on the food that we consume, the environment we surround ourselves in, what we get exposed to is just, it just breaks my heart. So as much as I love this podcast so much for mindset, relationship stuff, kind of working through things in your life, I feel like you can better show up and work through these difficult times in your life when you feel good. In order to feel good, you need to know what you're taking in, right? I lived in a bubble for many, many years as a competitive bodybuilder. Ate, slept, breathed, meat, white rice, vegetables, some cream of rice, some protein, some energy drinks, some coffee. Okay. When I retired, I thought, okay, great. I can go back and shop and I can go to different parts of the produce department. Like I can try all these different vegetables. I can try new nuts. I'll make stir fries. I'll do all these things. Right. So I remember being in my kitchen in South Carolina, whipping up these amazing recipes, posting them on my blog. They're still on my blog. If you go to sculptedx3.co, you can find a lot of recipes on there. And I got so sick. Like my belly just exploded. Now, mind you, I was very, very sick and didn't know it with leaky gut, H. pylori, SIBO, like all these gut things, right? However, I also was not used to the diversity of foods. So my gut microbiome, my flora in my gut was like, what is this stuff? And it was so good for me. But number one, my body didn't know what to do with it. And number two, I had holes in my intestines so large that all of my nutrients were not being absorbed absorbed and utilized by my body. They were going into my bloodstream making me very, very sick. Fast forward, it's been two years. I still love, you know, I love every kind of food. I'm really not picky, but I've educated myself more on food. And that's all I want to do. I'm not here to say anything is good or bad. I, in the past couple of weeks, started cooking much more vegetarian, right? Just, um, I'm like, well, how do I get the protein, right? So just doing the research on that. We're going to talk about all of this. You've heard of meatless Mondays. You've heard of, you know, different things. And I came across this term and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a beautiful term. And it's called flexitarian. And it's someone who eats mostly plant-based foods, but occasionally eats meat, poultry, and fish, which is me to a T. I probably have meat once a week, maybe once every other week. Uh, Around my menstrual cycle, I always crave red meat, so I don't say no to myself. Uh, I always crave red meat and beets. Very common to crave those around your cycle. But a plant forward is a style of plant forward based is, I guess it's a style of eating that includes meat right? Flexitarian, but the meat is not the star of the meal. How often do you get this giant like 12 ounce ribeye, right? And like a little tiny quarter cup of vegetables. So this kind of eating is like more similar to the Mediterranean diet, which is like the number one for longevity is the Mediterranean diet. It's very, mm, I should say, well-practiced in other countries, Asian countries, uh, Ethiopian 
cultures, Indian, Middle Eastern, these diets limit red meat. They focus more on fruits and vegetables and beans, peas, lentils, nuts, whole grains, healthy fat. Now, if you're used to eating a certain way, like I have been and so has Cam, making this adjustment the past couple of weeks, it's been more than two weeks, probably been a month, has been harder on our finances, number one. And number two, just kind of more thought has to go into it, right? We have to be more creative. And I'm pretty creative and I do like to cook, but it does get tiring. So I totally get that. But the more that I educate myself, the more I realize we can take a holistic approach to what makes us feel good. We don't have to say anything is good or bad. Now, some statistics that I thought were interesting is Meatless Monday, I'm sure we've all heard of it, but it's just a movement that encourages people to reduce their meat consumption, usually for personal health, health of our planet, whatever the case may be. So it's really, it's extra important in the United States because we consume the most animal products compared to the rest of the world, right? The meat industry uses a lot of finite fossil fuels and water, lots of grain to feed the livestock. It's very inefficient. Okay. So statistics show there's 1,850 gallons of water needed to produce a single pound of beef comparable to only 39 gallons of water per pound of vegetables. Now, so a vegetarian diet dramatically reduces water consumption by 58% per person. That's crazy. Meat production is also a big contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. So we're having a big crisis right now with climate change, right? Some benefits of eating plant-based include saving 133 gallons of water with each meatless meal. And you can reduce your carbon footprint by eight pounds each meatless Monday you participate in. That's like the the point of it. Because I was like, what's the point of meatless Monday? Like, I don't get it. Like, tell me something about it, right? So this was, this got me. It said, if you commit to participating in Meatless Monday every Monday, that's equivalent to skipping one serving of beef for a year that would save the same amount of emissions as driving 348 miles in a car. That's so freaking crazy. So I think a lot of the times we do things because it makes us feel better, but a lot of us are also environmentally conscious, which is very, very good. And I think educating ourselves is the only way to make changes. So in eating more plant-based, I found I have more energy. I feel good. I just don't feel heavy after a meal, which is great. But health-wise, it reduces your risk of heart disease and stroke because fruits and vegetables actually help your body fight cardiovascular disease. People are like, oh, this is what I used to think too as a bodybuilder. It's fruit. It's sugar. It's natural sugar. I'm not saying go eat you know, a pound of berries every meal or a whole mango because that's loaded with sugar. I think that's the highest sugar fruit that there is. It tastes so delicious. But again, moderation is everything. Portion control is everything. Eating more plant-based reduces our obesity rate. It helps us maintain a healthy weight and feel good. Um, It reduces our risk of cancer since eating red or processed meat increases colorectal cancer. And then it decreases the uh, rate of diabetes. Adding more greens to your diet helps you, again, maintain a healthy weight and prevents the type 2 diabetes, which is running rampant, especially in the United States. It's, It's kind of scary. So not only would it be good for the environment, be good for your long-term health. And it's not hard to do. It's right one one day of the week. That's it. One day. I was like, okay, so that's pretty doable. So then maybe you're thinking, 
how do I go about this? Do I just one day, like Monday, that's it. And like my whole life's going to change. No, not really. You have to slowly kind of add things in to your life, right? Just like you take things away. So maybe you switch only one, one meal. Don't go all in. And me and Cam agreed to this because he is a very go all in personality. And I was like, I can't stick to something if I just go balls to the wall. So if I tell myself I can't have meat and I've been eating meat for the last, you know, 20 years of my life, then I'm going to want it. And so I'm not, this isn't going to be sustainable. So we just slowly started eating, you know, more vegetarian meals, more vegan sausage, more, I'm still eating fish. So we eat a lot of salmon, um, eggs again, and he has more chicken than I do. And then I've had the occasional like bison burger, but just one animal based meal, swapping one out can save 133 gallons of water. And maybe you're not too concerned about the environment. Cause for me, I've never been so like environmentally conscious. I should be, but we are all making a difference in this world. We are not separate. We are vibrational beings and we all matter. Okay. So again, try to switch only one meal. And then if you're looking what kind of items to buy, tofu, lentils, chickpeas, we had some, um, spirulina and edamame pasta the other day. It was like 43 grams of protein per serving. Cam came up. He's like, man, I'm super full after that. And I was like, oh, that pasta I bought that I made has a lot of protein. He's like, oh, I love it, but no wonder I'm so full. So you can eat any of these things, soybeans in place of meat or seafood. Now, I always say take everything with a grain of salt, right? There is anything you want to find on the internet you can find to support what you believe. Cool. I'm just here giving you some facts that I found that I found interesting that I didn't really know. Okay. So maybe you're not ready to switch an animal-based meal to a plant-based one. That's totally fine. But maybe you use items such as like ground chicken or ground turkey instead of ground beef. Studies show that producing poultry foods, such as ground turkey, creates one-tenth of the greenhouse gases that beef products do. So just some fun facts. Again, not here to change your mind, just here to talk to you about some things that I learned. And the other thing is to reduce your portion size. We are like, go big, go home. I know when I was backpacking Europe, I was like, what do you guys know about America? They're like, everything is bigger there. Yeah, you're right. We supersize everything. And it's really unnecessary. So many people actually eat more, especially men, eat more protein than they need. Uh, I think studies, I mean, my clients have always done 0.7 to one pound of body weight for lean body mass for protein. But again, 36% of us take in more protein than we need. So don't be hyper-focused on not getting enough protein if you go, if you switch from meat to to vegetarian, more vegetarian plant-based, because that, that was my biggest concern. And then I realized like, wait, I'm like comfortable. I feel like I just, I feel satisfied. I don't feel like I'm looking for like sugar or anything like that or any chocolate right after a meal. Like typically that's what I look for after meat. So just something to think about again, and you can eat a lot more foods, a lot more fresh vegetables. There's a lot more flavor to my food personally. Uh, And then a single serving of protein is typically three to four ounces. Again, typically we consume double that amount. So maybe look at your plate and see what consumes most of it. We definitely need more fruits and vegetables. Um, again, I'm not telling you to give anything up. That's like telling me to give up cheese, which was super hard for me to do, which we're going to talk about next. So again, focus on your portion size because we don't need to eat how much we're eating. If you eat a pound of meat to feel satisfied, this falls under overindulging and it's a problem. Uh, We believe, you know, that it's like we live in the old times that there's not going to be enough food for us, right? We're still like hunters and gatherers and it's not true. There's plenty, but it's reframing your mindset. Okay. Now to cheese. Cheese is my love language. 
sandwich. I love cheese. However, in the past couple of year, years, I've only, I eliminated cow's cheese almost completely. Once in a while, I'll have it, but I just never feel good. I like feta, uh, but basically goat and sheep cheese are my favorite. There's a cheese at Whole Foods that I love. It's called the Drunken Goat. It's got like a purple rind on it. You should try it. It's made with wine. That's probably why I like it. Anyway, that with some um, like almond flour crackers, I can just have a couple bites of those because it's, you know, I used to have to eat the whole cheese platter but I'm not telling myself, no, I'm just limiting the amount that I take in. Okay. One serving of cheese is actually about the length and width and depth of your index finger. Okay. That's about one ounce and that's one serving. Okay. So think about that next time you reach for the cheese, because I love me some cheese. Also how much you eat these things is really important. So we just talked about red meat, meat and stuff, but red meat and pork shouldn't be consumed more than once a week. We need to focus more on lean foods rather than fatty cuts um, get rid of the skin, uh, cheese again, no more than once or twice a week. I've heard different things on milk, you know, the almond milk and the coconut milk and the oat milk. They're like, oh, they're, you know, filled with all this, you know, extra crap. I guess there's three ingredient almond milk, by the way, you should just drink full fat milk. And I'm like, do we really need milk? We're not babies anymore. So it's just, it's your personal preference. Like if you live on a farm, like most people that I grew up with grew up on a farm in some capacity, they're drinking milk like with every meal all the time. But again, everything in moderation. We go so extreme with things that we can't stick to anything. And then we're like, hmm, why isn't this working out for me, right? So really think about that. If we take a holistic approach to our food and not say no to anything, we just, we don't judge people as much. We don't need to, you know, feel weird at the table if somebody says, hey, I'm vegan. Cool, love this for you. Like, I hope you feel good about it. Because that's the big thing. It's the same thing with like drinking wine or drinking alcohol, everything in moderation. You know, I told myself no for so long that I just became like, I don't know. I just like, I can't have that. I just told myself that for so long. And in order to have a healthy brain and a healthy mind and a healthy body, we can't be punishing ourselves all the time. We can just make ourselves a little bit more aware, right? And so right now, like I said, my day to day, I make a lot of stir fries. I love the vegan sausage. Um, We have a lot of salmon. I've been doing salmon on like sourdough bread. After coming back from Europe, I was really spoiled with their bread, their cheese, their wine. Like you can have that at every meal and you just feel good. And nobody is over there. Nobody over there is obese or like, I don't know, low energy, drinking energy drinks in the afternoon. I couldn't even find an energy drink over there. And so I want us to be more aware so we can be more like these other countries that are, that aren't going through these, this diabetic crisis, these health diseases, these health um, scares that are shortening our lifespan. You know, we may live longer, but our quality of life has gone down the drain. Okay. Same thing with like eating organic versus non-organic. I'm sure you guys have heard of um, the dirty dozen or the clean 15. Go ahead and Google that. The dirty dozen or clean 15. And it tells you what you can eat non-organic. That's what the clean 15 are. Okay. And the dirty dozen are the 12 things you need to always buy organic. Google it. It's everywhere. Okay. Again, being aware. Meat's not bad. Plants aren't just good. Cheese isn't bad. Like you don't need to just always do organic. Like just educate yourself. The herbicides, the pesticides, the crap that's being put on our food. It's very, very important that we are more aware of that so we can, you know, not poison our children, not poison ourselves. It makes me really sad because like I said, it's just education and we need more education. Okay. Also, I challenge you to go into the grocery store every single week and buy something you've never bought before. Okay. Buy a green that you don't know how to make. Buy a turnip and then Google, go to Pinterest, figure out how to make something with um, that turnip. Beets. I always used to be afraid of beets. Very intimidated. 
this long stem, they're dirty and gross. I was like, what the hell do I do with these? I cut them off, I clean them, and I boil them for like 45 minutes to, to an hour, depending on how big they are. And then the skins peel right off and I chop those up and I put them on salads or like a Buddha bowl, you know, with like farro or, um, you know, some sausage and veggies, whatever the case may be, you can make it fun and you can make it your meal prep. Like you can make like a triple batch and have that for lunch the whole week. It doesn't have to be complicated, okay? But let me tell you, it does take a toll on your, your wallet Okay, it is kind of traumatizing at first, so I really encourage you to kind of set up a budget that looks good for you and your family, um, because ultimately you have to do what's sustainable, and nothing extreme is sustainable, right? However, we have to do what makes us feel good too. You know, we invest a lot of money in crap and things we don't need when we could be focusing on our health and our environment and just a, live a more quality life, right? So I like to call myself a flexitarian, and maybe that's what you are too. Again, just limiting red meat, being a little bit more aware, just see how you feel. Like my energy levels have changed. Me and Cam were talking. Our sleep has been better. It's not It's not something woo-woo. Like ultimately, the animal is the middleman, right? The animal eats the plant, and then we eat the animal. Why don't we just go to the source? You know, for me, that's like putting a Band-Aid on something instead of getting to the root cause. Oh, you have diabetes? That's fine. Like, just take this insulin. No. Why do you have diabetes? What does your diet look like? What does your lifestyle look like? Like, we need to rip the band-aids off. We need to be more flexible in our methods. We need to stop labeling ourselves and judging other people for what they do. There's a lot of healthy benefits to educating yourself, spreading that education, right? And not telling yourself no. Like I said, everything in moderation. It's amazing. And there is endless recipes and resources for you to change your way of life. Again, don't do anything extreme. I want you to start small. Swap out one meal tomorrow. Swap out one meal the next day. Maybe just do breakfast this week. Whatever that looks like for you, be flexible in your methods. I promise it will be worth it. Remember to still eat the meat, eat the cheese, half a glass of red wine, and live your life. The things you can control are what goes on your plate, so the portion size, the frequency in which you eat things, and your mindset around them. If you're eating red meat and you are telling yourself, this is so bad for me, I heard Shauna's podcast, no, your body is not going to digest that well. It's not going to feel good. You have to tell yourself, this tastes really good. I love me a good steak from Texas Roadhouse, and I haven't had one in like a month, and this is just what I need. And that's what I do too. I practice my love for myself around my food. Because again, at some point in our life, we've all had a really, really crooked relationship with food. It just happens. When our hormone changes, hormones change, our body changes, we just look at food as the enemy. And it's not. It's there for us. We just need to stop abusing it. I love you so much. Please spread awareness. Again, small changes compound. They add up. I want you to be healthy and live a long, prosperous life. Okay? I love you so much. If you're interested in learning more, the book that I really like about brain food and about education with all of this and a holistic approach is called Brain Food by Lisa McConey. And you can find it on Amazon. It's a really good book. Um, there's some other really good plant-based books as well, but that's one that I really like. I love you so much. Be kind, give back, drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.